Welcome to the Somatic Human Design Podcast, where I will help you learn to treasure the most powerful resource we have, the human body. To do this successfully, you have to be willing to accept your own limitations and embrace your strengths. If you can let go of the beliefs that do not serve you, then you will find out you are already who you were meant to be. I will aim to do this through educating you on somatic or body awareness, mental health, and spirituality, including human design. So welcome back to another episode of the Somatic Human Design Podcast. I'm your host, James Williams, and today I have the magnificent Sophia Lewis, CEO of Surf Speaks, who has graciously decided to join me in this podcast episode. Sophia, how are you? I am great. How are you, James? I appreciate you. I am great, and I'm so glad that we finally got to have this uh, to have this episode. I know that you and I are in the midst of this program, and so we are coming in fresh Monday morning after having some work <laughs> laid out before us. Yes. <laughs> so before we begin, as always, I would like to get us into a settling exercise. And so I invite you to take a moment to allow yourself to bring your attention to your body. Noticing your body as it makes contact with the surface in which it is supported by. Recognizing where your hands and feet make contact with their perspective surface. Noticing what supports your back. And if you notice your body needs to make any adjustments to feel at ease, allow it to do so. Bring your attention to the breath as it comes in and as it releases. Noticing the natural rise and fall of your abdomen. And I invite you to breathe in acceptance and exhale control. Breathe in acceptance. Exhale control. And then bring your attention back to the body. Back to the support of the chair 
or surface in which your body sits. Wiggling your fingers and toes, bringing yourself back to our shared space. Good, Good morning all over again. <laughs> Good at that. That's awesome. What did you notice or what came up for you during the exercise? Um, I think what came up for me was just being and not um, really thinking about much, but just being here. Mm. And I think a feeling of gratitude came up mm. to speak thankful that I can be in this moment. Nothing else outside is concerning me. Nothing else is, I'm just here. It's just all about my my being. Mm. And thank you for sharing that. Sometimes it is so, not sometimes, it's so difficult to be in the moment of things. And you know, no matter how many times I guided an exercise, it always reminds me to pause, to stop. And, and when you said gratitude, I was like, Yes, gratitude, gratitude, because, and I guess we'll we'll answer that in a, in a moment when we talk about how we came to connect, but I want, yeah. uh, um, Sophia, tell listeners about you, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Um. Well, again, I'm Sophia Lewis, and I am CEO and founder of Surf Speaks, and Surf Speaks, yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Surf Speaks is a platform um, that was pretty much born out of pain, and I know we'll go into that later, but um, it's a platform that's a safe space for people who feel different or who are ostracized. My focal point is the LGBTQ community, um, which I am a part of, but a lot of times we feel so ostracized because of that. And so I decided that I would create a safe space where we could commune and not feel like an outsider because it, although my focal is that community, it's not meaning that that's all who are, everyone is welcomed. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I, I, we really do. We don't have enough spaces and we don't have enough platforms that share authenticity of, of, of someone's journey within the, as, as a fellow member of the LGBT community. We don't mm -hmm. really have these designated spaces for us. And so I'm glad that you were able to create that while also saying, you know, I'm still here to speak for anyone who needs, who needs community, who needs connection. Yes. yes, because my core message is that you are loved. God loves you regardless what you've done, who you've done it with, where you were, it doesn't matter. That's my core message. Um, because I think, I think a lot of times people who are of this community, especially are Bible whipped. <laughs> and, yeah, and, I've and, never heard that before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and made to believe that, you know, God doesn't love you because, you know, this and that and a third. And that is a lie from the pit of hell, James. Mm. I don't care what anybody says, but I don't also want anybody to think that I'm a preacher. I'm not. I just do what I'm inspired to do through God. Yes, that part. Ooh, Sophia, tell the listeners a little bit about how we came to connect and how we know one another. <laughs> well, now, 
this was this was an awesome meeting. I gotta say that. Um, so we bonded, as you know, at a boot camp, a speaking boot camp with Dr. G, yeah. and um, the yes, and uh, hence the the um, uh, what is it the the born do the James do the James <laughs> yes. <laughs> statement but um yes so um we met at this um boot camp over the weekend it was amazing because there were over i think 70 people in the room yeah and there was such a connection with everyone in that room it was it was amazing um so i had noticed you before but we hadn't had the opportunity to speak and then I think you ended up on the right side of me towards the front of the um, class. Yes. And you just had the spotlight shined at that point. And um, no, I think it actually happened before when you were on the left. Uh, yes. But the do the James came on the right. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So um, that's how we connected. And um, we just had an amazing weekend. I don't think that anyone left the same as what we came no, in no. I, I don't think it and I certainly know that you didn't because you seem that like that little shy boy sitting over there on my right on my left but yes. by the time you were on the right tiny you were a whole different human being so <laughs> yeah my whole introverted side was literally like let me sit over here and just like absorb information and Dr. G Dr. Kristen Killer was like um, come on stage. I was like, who, me? Right. And it was like being brought out, right? Like the part of me that it really does take me a long time to warm up to people. But within that space, like I felt held, I felt supported, I felt energized. And yes, yeah, so that weekend I was, I went from, just, I literally was just like, I'm going to come here and learn and absorb and take an opportunity. And like, she was like, um, you or I was like, wait, who me? It, it, it it's you had you you guys had to have been there to yeah, really uh, understand what we're was, talking. It was amazing seeing the transformation in James in you because you're right. You appear to be this introverted, you know, young man that was just kind of sitting over there, not trying to really talk to or bother anybody, and almost like, you know, don't really talk to me either. Just let me sit here and be. Um, but then you become iconic person for that uh, setting. Um, we all left doing the James. Yes. Yes. It, it, it ignited the passion in me that I didn't even know was there of being a speaker. It was almost like she called you out of the dark, yes. which was amazing. That I can't even, called me out of the dark. Mm -hmm. Right. And like everything, the setting, the lights, everything about the event screened shine. Mm -hmm. Everything. Right. Everything. And her quotes, like some of her quotes, like just tell somebody to put on sunglasses if your light's too bright. Right. Like it was yes. like that was. Everything she said, like, I feel like I needed to hear it. Like, I feel like the message was literally piercing my soul. And it was like, this is for you to hear. I really think it was your time, James. Mm -hmm. I think it was all of our time on certain levels. But I think it was really your time to just really shine. Mm -hmm. 
and see that you can shine, that you don't have to be, you know, in the shadows or um, trying to be unseen. Yeah. You, you, you really can shine and you can step out. You have a lot to offer. I mean, aside that you're absolutely beautiful and handsome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I shared with you when we talked, um, when we were first supposed to do this and I will reiterate again, don't ever, you know, try to block that walk in that mm -hmm. own it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is, you know, the, the thing I've struggled with the most is feeling unseen. Mm, now it you're touching been, me. It has been my biggest fear. It has been the thing that keeps me up at night is mm. that I'm in this world alone. Mm. And that I am in this world and I'm unseen. I can understand that because you know for yourself, I'm six feet tall and that's how I felt most of my life is I felt unseen, unheard, um, very often on the outside of things, you know, like you, you see all the popular people and the end crowd and all of that. And you're good enough for them sometimes to, you know, kind of kick it with or yes. have a few words for but you're not part of that group yeah. and they make it clear that you're not part of this, but you know, you're okay. Mm -hmm. You, you can, you can get through if we push you through the door real quick. Yeah. But, enough. You're, you're okay. But, enough. Right. But you're not good enough to fit in this. So um, certainly I have struggled with those things as well. I have struggled with um, a lot of just, unworthiness yeah. feeling unworthy so I completely understand I I too tend to be an introvert uh especially at you know larger events where I'm with people that I'm not comfortable with yes but now I I even before the event but more so after the event I've gotten to the point where I'm just going to do it afraid yes we're just gonna show up that's it. Show up. As we are. And if need be, we're, we are even going to put on our sunglasses and say, yes, we're here. And yes. your point. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Share a little bit about your journey and what led you to create Surf Speaks and what led you to have the desire to speak. Okay, so that's two different things right there. So when I used to go to MegaFest every year with TD Jakes, every year I used to live in Atlanta. And so every year I would take off a week to go. And I remember distinctly one, um, one year I was there and I stood because it was in the, I can't, which arena there, it was a huge arena. And so I stood at the, you know, when you're in the balcony and you kind of stand at that bar, I don't know what you call it, but I was standing there and I heard God speak to me and say, you will speak to this many people. Wow. 
And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> talking about me. Um, but I, in that moment, though, uh, I felt like it was something that resonated with me. And so I found acceptance of that. Now, I just, I didn't really act on it at all. I just mm-hmm. kind of left it. But I want you to take note that that had to have been at least eight to 10 years ago or more. Really? And I remember that. I remember that quite vividly. It would surface every now and then, but, you know, I still didn't do anything about it. So fast forward last year, April of last year, I um, had a nasty fall in which I severed both, both of my quadricep tendons. So I I don't know if you know what that means, but that the, the quadricep tendon is the thing that allows you to raise your foot in the air to do the James. Mm. Okay? So when you contract your yes. you contract your quad, that brings your foot up because it's attached to your tendon. I learned all this because of this accident. I didn't know it either. Um, but it was unheard of for this to happen in a female on both. And it happened in both. And I only fell down like two or three stairs. But in that, I fell. And so I wasn't able to walk, period. I was on vacation for three days in downstate Florida. And what what started as a three-day vacation ended up a three-month hospital stay. (laughs) Uh, I had, it wasn't that I had to learn how to walk, but I had to leave my legs straight out in front of me for eight weeks plus in order for the um, tendon to attach itself back to my shin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I could, I, I couldn't do anything on my own. I had to have assistance to use the restroom. I had to have assistance. I did, I could walk, but it was that Frankenstein walk. Right. Yeah. So I had to have assistance to do that. I couldn't bend my legs at all. I had braces on that locked them in, pl- in place. Very, um, <laughs> trying time during that time, I'm going through a divorce at the same time. Um, my my ex-wife and I separated in um, on two days after Christmas the previous year. So December 27th, uh, 2020. Uh, so I have the, I'm going through the divorce. So I'm emotionally, mentally a wreck. Um, and then we have to add physical. <laughs> and so I'm I'm not able to, you know, do anything for myself. So I'm they they do the they do the surgery at the hospital. I'm there for two weeks and then they move me into a nursing home because I live on the second floor and I can't do stairs. Mm. So here I am in a nursing home on top of that. Um yeah, it, it was it was a whole interesting wow. uh thing. So I'm sitting there, fortunately for me though. Um, fortunately for me, I was in the room that was right next to the door for the most part, you know, it it was, it was like an office and then my room. So I could see the front of the place and I could, you know, as we, as people came and went, I could see that. And I had a really nice view. So that was a saving grace. So I sit there day in and day out, looking outside, looking at the people come and go and, you know, just 
I don't know, feeling a certain kind of way, not knowing what this means for me. Am I going to be able to walk again? And when I walk, am I going to have a limp? Yes. A limp that shows everybody my uh, issues. You know, you don't want anybody to see your issues, right? No. Um, So all of this is going through my head. And one day, fortunately, I travel with my computers everywhere I go, even on vacation. And (laughs) I had my computer with me and I heard God say, go on live and speak. I said, what? Who am I talking to? And he said, and and don't think I'm crazy, but God really does talk to me audibly. Oh, (laughs) I got my messages. um, (laughs) And I said, so I'm having this dialogue and I'm like, who am I going to talk to? He's like, just talk. I'll tell you what to say. Because I'm again, like, what am I going to say? Just talk. So I decided to go on Instagram, had never really used Instagram before and decided to go on Instagram and just get on there and start dropping a nugget, you know, just dropping a nugget. And what that did for me was gave me purpose. So now I'm not just sitting here in my pity party wondering what's going on what what's going to be the result of this how how am i going to function later but now i have a purpose because then every morning i would get up and drop this nugget it would just be a short five ten minute thing where i would just tell you something about something i've experienced in life right so then after the first one james i got confirmation that I was on the right path because a friend of mine, somebody I went to high school with, sent me the video that I had done from somebody I had no clue who they were. And I said, I said, where where did you get this? And she's like, look at what my friend just sent me. And I didn't know this lady, Mm. but she saw it. And she talked about how it resonated for her. And so it was a messages. Yes. It was at that moment I knew that I was on the right path and I was doing truly what I was supposed to be doing. And so for the duration of the time that I was in the hospital, that's what I did every morning. And I did it like a job every morning. I would get up and be excited about doing it. Um, Since then, I've uh, come home and I stopped for a while right? Because I, th- this is when reality comes back, right? Uh, <laughs> everything back. Uh, yeah, I just went through a divorce. I think my divorce finalized probably two, three days after I went into the nursing home. So none of that I dealt with in the hospital because I was busy focused on my healing. Yeah. But then when I got, now everything comes back, right? And so I stopped for a while. And then I, I just started, you know, struggling with, I don't have anything to say. Um, but then here comes God again, get back on. And I talked with a coach that I had at the time. And she was like, how about you do a harvest prayer? Mm. And I was like, huh, I like that. And so I started out doing the harvest prayer um, on Tuesday and um, Thursday mornings on Instagram. Um and at 6 30 a.m. Eastern. Uh 6:30. <laughs> <Ooh>, early birds. <laughs> well, you know, it, my thought was that I wanted to catch people before they go to work, right? 
and to kick off their day. Well, most of my crowd initially was from the central time, Midwest. So that's 5.30 their time. Okay. <laughs> so uh, shout out to them because <laughs> I really appreciate them. Um, but yeah, I just started doing that. And since then, I've reduced it to only Tuesdays because now I have other projects going on. And honey, with this new class we're in, yes. Um, <laughs> oh so we have to manage our time a little more effectively. Yes. But yeah, that's how it came about. And um, it's it's continually evolving. Um like I said, at first, it was it was very directed to, towards the LGBTQ community. And of course, that community is closest to my heart. But I realized, wait, wait, let me put this. I recognized. Oh, come through. <laughs> I recognized that more people can benefit. Um, and so I broadened my avatar. Yes. Oh. It is so, thank you so much for sharing your story. It seems like we get these messages of what we're supposed to do. We live in this flesh world Mm -hmm. that knocks us off of the path. And it seems like it takes tragedy and trauma to get us through through triumph. And to wake up and to hear the message that we heard, but couldn't tap into, if that makes any sense. You're you're almost making me uh, misty because, well, you're not almost, you are. Uh, excuse me, because one part of that story that I'd like to share with you is this. Now, having gone through so much trauma, needless to say, I am in, I'm in therapy and I was in therapy, right? Uh, both physical and mental, right? So one day I was on my way to therapy. uh, And this was after I became, you know, I was healed and I became fully functioning on my own. And I'm driving down the street. And again, God said to me, because one thing I want to say to you today is um, I never asked, why did this happen? I never asked that question, which was kind of curious to me, even why I didn't ask why, why, why I gotta have, go through this, you know? Why yes. me? Why? It's, a, it's a common question, yeah. <laughs> but it was curious that I didn't ask that question. I asked the question, "What is it that I need to learn?" And I didn't, I still didn't know what that answer was. And so one day I was going to um, tr- therapy and. I'm in the car by myself and a voice as audibly as you hear right now um, said, do you want to know why you fail? And I said, first of all, you know, it always catches me off guard because I'm like, I know I'm in here by myself. Who's talking? (laughs) Um, And and then it was, I realized, you know, what was going on. And I said, yeah, I want to know. And so I was told that I allowed you to fall because you were in such a bad space from your marriage mm-hmm. dissolving. And I was I needed someone, I needed it to be both of your legs because if it had been one, they would have sent you home and it yeah. would have been worse. He said, I needed you to 
have someone watch over you until you could get through the storm. Yes. Until you could, until you could gain the strength to do it on your own. He's like, um, so that's why you fell. And mm -hmm. all I could do was just cry. Because to think, and 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 this is the message that you know I want all of us to hear. We are loved, we are cared for even though we may feel alone and we may feel isolated and rejected and dejected, we are cared for and we are supported yeah. regardless of what we've done and who we were with or what others say. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Sometimes, oh, I'm, I'm getting real emotional about this and I apologize. No. But most times, most times, we we buy so much into what someone says to us or how someone treats us and it causes us life itself causes us to forget yes. who we are whose we are and i i don't care if you believe in a higher power god the universe whatever you want to call it there is a power that's larger mm -hmm. than yourself that has you 100% at all times. And yes, we do have to go through trials. We do have to go through tribulations sometimes. But what does that do? What it does, what it did for me is built character. It built tenacity. It let me know, yes, I can, yeah. even when I think I can't. Yes. You know, so um, yeah, that's 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 what this platform is about. That's what Surf Speak stands on, is supporting, you know. Um, now my focus is more so women, um, but again, it's a message that transcends anybody, absolutely anyone. So now you've caused me to rethink some things when you've just said that this is the feeling that you've had also. Mm. So maybe I shouldn't just say women. Maybe I should say everyone because it is for everyone. It's not just for anybody. You know, it's not just for just a certain group, I'm saying. Yes, it's for absolutely. everyone who has these feelings. Absolutely. There is, you know, every, you know, I've been in other, my, one of, another another coaching program as well, talking about business. And, you know, for me, it, it, it was always really difficult to focus on a specific subgroup of people because I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like my messages are meant for, a, like certain groups of people over others because I, I I don't feel like that's my specific calling right and so you know a lot of us you know it is okay in my mind it is not in my mind it's okay to have your message go out to whoever you feel your message needs you know wherever your message needs to land it just is do what I'm learning now what I've learned over the last couple of weeks is put yourself out and the population that needs to hear will come. Right. Right. Your vibe will attract your tribe. Yes. Yes. And, and I mean, that's proven. Yes. Um, but I think where it sounds like you, you struggle and I struggle is finding that to send the call out. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which... You know, I, I'm I'm grateful to us for 
I'm grateful because we are leaning into support, right? We're leaning and tapping into community, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I say this so many times, but, you know, we can't do life alone. No. Right? We need a team of people to help get us through this journey. And so we're going to keep learning and growing and learning how to, you know, send our message out in that arena. And and, and, I'm, and I'm excited about that. I'm also like... Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, I'd rather put my message out and see who comes rather mm-hmm. than me pigeonhole myself. And, you know, and I, I know we're going to learn so much more over the next couple of, we got five months. It's work. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm looking at this week's assignments and I'm like, whoo. Okay. I know. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Lord>, help me. <laughs> But what's interesting, you know, when I think about I think about community and I think about the LGBT community and 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 I think about, you know, there not being a, a, a space in my in my experience, I don't see a I don't see speakers. I don't see people out here amplifying the message of spirituality and religion and putting these all together, not with the LGBT community. It seems to be that the message is always from a unhelpful lens. And, you know, it takes me back to my own, you know, when I was growing up, um, I was raised Baptist and we would go to, when I lived with my adoptive parents, we would go to church every Sunday and, the you know I felt like the pastor was li- like I, I I know this isn't factual <laughs> and it was like it felt like almost every Sunday something about gay you know gay people was in the message like it seemed like every time he talked he was looking at me and like it had to be some message about you know what I mean I felt like I was like so for the longest time religion was like the, the the word religion was like the enemy right because it was like oh my god anything about like oh no i'm not wanted i'm not accepted mm-hmm. you know so you're talking to someone who has felt very similar to that um actually i am in the process of writing a book called come as you are not <laughs> and that part it, <laughs> right and it talks about um there's a segment in the book because i've kind of shifted gears with it a, a bit but i'm not going to take out this portion which is about the church and this is why surf speaks this platform is not meant to be a church, is not meant to be synonymous with a church. What it is meant to be is an all-inclusive welcoming platform that's safe for everyone. And if you have issue with anyone, then this probably isn't the place for you. Um, Now, that what you just talked about is a great segue to talk about how unwelcomed we are in the church. And we are good for our talents. Yes. And our currency. Mm-hmm. But we're not good enough to sit in the pulpit 
We're not good enough to serve on a board. We're not good enough to do anything, but we're good for the minister of music, baby. That part. We want you to be our minister of music because, see, we know that you have what it takes to draw the crowds with the music, mm -hmm. right? And so um, we'll excuse you. You're, you're different because, mm -hmm. you know, you're different. We're going to overlook that. And then this person is sit, sitting here, just like everyone else, being subjected to the same type of rhetoric that you were in the audience. And what I find most interesting, James, is that uh, sometimes, just sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes it's not even the pastor that is aware. It's the congregation. Mm. Now, I do know that there are some pastors that are just pastor too much, just too much. And they can teach a whole revival on homosexuality, a whole week-long revival. We're talking five days. But you don't want to talk about fornication. You don't want to talk about um, lying. You don't want to talk about um, incest or or you want to, you don't want to talk about the um, the idea that you have the, the deacons and the pastors and the ministers um, raping the children in the church you don't want to talk about that you don't want to hold the conference on that but you want to hold a whole conference on homosexuality when it's my people tell me all the time when you know before they discuss my my life right they want to come with this rhetoric about Oh, homosexuality, people, homosexuals are pedophiles or they are um, raising, they shouldn't be able to adopt children because they're raising their children to be gay and yeah. this, that, and the other. And you know what I say to them? I was born and raised in a two-parented home. I had a mother and a father and there's no one in my family that ended up being gay but me. So what happened? Mm. Did they just sequester me and send yeah. me off into a room and and indoctrinate me yeah what happened my siblings are all heterosexuals my mother and father were both heterosexuals so why do you think that a homosexual parent would ingrain that in their child yeah that's crazy it's the the messages are inconsistent unsupported but it does damage, right? It does damage. A lot of and, and I think, you know, creating these platforms, going back to like creating these platforms and being able to bring in members in the LGBT community, like this is sort of the antidote mm -hmm. to what has been pumped into this world and this society for so long. Right. I think, I think you're absolutely right. And um, it pains me. Um, one of the things that really, really pains me is that, you know, there are, there is quite a large number of youth, right, mm -hmm. who are finding themselves. Yes. But this same group of youth are also killing themselves because they're not accepted and because they have no place to go and because they feel like nobody loves them nobody wants them their own parents are kicking them out of their homes their own parents are disowning them do you know and and i don't know your story i do know that you were adopted but 
can you imagine for a moment if your parents at the tender age of, I don't know, 15, just decided you can't live here anymore. You have to go. Can you imagine the damage that that does to a child of that age? Absolutely. I can't even imagine at my age today, and I'm well over 15, but if my mother um, had told me that she didn't want me anymore because of my lifestyle, what? Mm. What does the way that I live, if I'm not murdering, maiming, or harming someone have to do with anyone? I um I had the opportunity to meet the the um, sheriff, the guy that's running for sheriff here, and Jack, because I was telling him about I'm an advocate for the LGBTQ community. Why should I vote for you? First of all, why should I vote for you? Yeah. And he went into this canned answer, right? This canned answer, and he looked like a straight up politician to me. I just started smiling because <laughs> I knew he wasn't ready for what I was about to say. And, and so I said, okay, I said, okay. I said, what about me though? What about this group? What about us? What do you have for us? Are you willing to serve and protect us too? Hmm. Are you willing to see us for who we are as opposed to what you think we are? And he was like, oh, well, yeah, you know, this, that, and the third. And I said, I have a question for you. And he was like, what? I said, um, when was the last time someone introduced themselves to you and then asked you, who do you sleep with? And mm. he was like, uh, no words. Never. Ne no, never, never. I said, so then why is it such an interest of who I sleep with? Yeah. Because when you look at it, when you strip away everything else, James, there lies the difference. Yeah. Because we all want the same things. We yeah. want happiness. We want a gainful employment or gainful um, um, entrepreneurship. We want to be happy. We want to enjoy life. We want to do, we want to smile. We want to run, jump and play, right? The only thing that separates us from that heterosexual, I don't believe in labels, first of all, but the only thing that, separates us from that heterosexual and throws us into this homosexual is who we end up laying our head with. Yes. Who we <laughs> who we um willingly and consentfully <laughs> lay our head. That part. <laughs> <laughs> we have work to do Sophia, we have work to do. <laughs> we have messages that I got so many, you know, it's interesting you say that. And it, and I think that 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 speaks to the need for me to share, you know, share my story, you know, because there's so much to me in, and I don't know what it is that has gotten in my way of even doing that yet. <laughs> I think I know, but <laughs> I had to share this story, you know, and I think that is something, you know, I'll probably use that as one of my various homework assignments is, you know, I definitely think I need to have a podcast episode on sharing just my story and who I am because the time is now, baby. The time is now. <laughs> 
you know what, James, and I don't want you to feel any certain way because you haven't shared your story. So just to be transparent, I'm 57 years old and it is only in the last, I don't know, five, six years that I've begun to fully walk in my truth. Mm. So there's a lot of external forces that keep us hidden, that keep us ostracized. There are a lot of different events and and things we see on the news and the rhetoric that's spewed from government officials and things of that nature that causes you to shy away. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, you know. And then when we get in our when we get in our own um, environments, it's a different story. So we we grow up living these double lives. Yes. Right. Because we're in corporate America. And what is corporate going to say about this? And what how am I going to be successful if I if they know this or if they know that? Well, yeah. So I'm sharing all of that to let you know that it's okay. It's okay. And it's understandable. And I don't want you to feel any certain way, but I do want you to get to a place when you are comfortable and when you are ready that you step out and stand in your truth because there is no freer place. And look at all the things that had to happen to me to get me to that place because I was very conscious of oh my God, how am I going to excel in corporate America if they know this? It's okay if you suspect, but it's a difference if you know. Confirmation versus assumption. (laughs) We can live in that all day. All day, all day, because you can spin it whatever way you want. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We are the master at, that's why why we're storytellers. (laughs) See, we were the inventors of he, she, they. What? (laughs) It just became a movement, but we have done that for quite some time. Just be, just being who we are. Yes. So now we don't have to use those type of pronouns, and 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 we certainly can join the movement, mm-hmm. but we don't have to do that. We can say it was me. Mm-hmm. I can say it was me. Yeah, I did that, and my wife or my girl or my this where it used to be well you know they wasn't da 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 or they you know i didn't want to call her a him so i would always say they yes yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> we are we are doing okay <laughs> I was so sidetracked because it, it it was it was a, a necessary discussion because you know and I always say we we you know and one of the things I hope for people to get to a place wherever they are in their journey is sometimes we dim we condemn a a, a belief system rather than the person that was saying the message right like the person that was actually delivering the message. We give them not that we give them a free pass, but it's like we 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 hop skip over them and we condemn a whole belief system and say that that's the problem rather than the person who was opening their mouth and using their tongue, right? Like that. So that that's gonna be oh, so many different conversations that we're gonna have. But I want to know, Sophia, what are like what are some barriers that you faced on your journey towards self 
discovery and healing. Well, I think we just kind of talked about those, you know, just knowing, just being able to stand in my truth and being comfortable in my own skin. Um, that is the biggest barrier because you're so concerned about what someone else is going to say or what someone else is going to think or how are they going to sabotage your journey or what you believe your journey is. So it's all external of you. Um, and, and at least it was for me. It was all external for me. And I, you know, you get inside your head and you start overthinking. Right. And you start projecting those feelings onto other people and already um, playing out what you believe is going to be the outcome. Absolutely. And so now I've come to a point in my life. And I'm not going to say it's totally perfect because it's not, but I'm conscious of overthinking i'm conscious of you know projecting what will be the outcome of what this of this exchange i am sophia monique lewis mm, come i don't know how to be anybody other than that and when i've tried it didn't work well for me mm. so now i choose to stand in my truth and whatever that is like me love me or leave me yes. it's okay it's okay but, but here's one thing that you cannot change you cannot change my love for you because i love you regardless and so i may not like you <laughs> <laughs> Just being candid. <laughs> but I love you. And I love you as a human being. Period. Period. <laughs> yeah. So what are three tips or strategies that you have for listeners? Um, I hate to sound redundant, but I will say embrace your journey, whatever that is. Embrace your journey. It is so important that we take along the lessons that we learn. And some of those lessons may be painful. Mm. They may be. And some of those lessons you might need to repeat. And that's not comfortable either. But embrace it all because what it's doing for you is building character. It's building tenacity. It's helping you to navigate through this thing called life. Absolutely. And when you see those challenges again, you can avoid them or I can share with someone else. Hey, don't go there because this will happen. <laughs> There's a great high probability that this is going to happen. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I would have to say, find your tribe. What is your tribe? Those are the people that support you. Those are the people whose eyes light up when they see you. Those are the people who will pour into you as you pour into them. It's an even exchange. It's a give and take. So if you find these people that you're just constantly throwing into, pouring into, that's not your tribe. No. Your tribe are the people that will know when you're sick before you do. Mm. 
Hey, James, you don't look so good. Are you okay? They'll hear you when you're silent. You understand? Yeah. So that, that's the tribe that you want to find. That That's your tribe. Um, and the third thing I can say is to be aware. Just be aware. Because as we stand in our truth, and this is just real talk right now. As we stand in our truth, we still know that there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who don't like our truth. Mm. Okay. And because they don't like our truth, a lot of times they may feel that you just don't need to exist anymore. Mm. So I, not to put fear anywhere, be who you are. But at the same time, just be aware when you are going out and about. Because today, even more than any other day I've lived, okay, is more reckless than I've ever seen in my whole entire existence. Okay. And so me, the age that I am, I came in right after the civil rights movement, right? And so I'm not, I, I know the history books just like you. I know I know the stories just like you. So I didn't live that. But I can say that I've been in a in a bubble of peace, so to speak, outside of the <laughs> the church rhetoric. Yeah. But <laughs> for the most part, I've been in a bubble of peace. But now in these last few years, that bubble has been burst. And so we have to just be aware of our surroundings, be cognizant of our audience, and just know when to be and how to be. Mm. There's so much that, you know, and I think speaking to the, you know, bubble being burst is as a necessary, right, a necessary for change, right, bringing that discomfort in so that we're forced to change because, yeah, we're living in a bubble of peace, Mm-hmm. And yet there's still so much pain being done and, and happening around us, right? And now we're all forced to confront it head on. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, you know, by finding that healthy community, and I say the <laughs> word healthy community because every community does not, is not, is not, like you said, it could say they're for you and still not be for you. Correct. Right? And so by finding that peace, you, you, for me, by default, you be you you learn to be aware, and you have the right people to teach you how to be aware of what's for you and what's not for you. Yeah, right. Because you yeah. want the people who will pray for you, not pray on you. Exactly, exactly. You know, and that that is so that that is a journey within itself. Just finding those people. Yes. Yeah. Sophia, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so honored and grateful that you were able to make time and space for me and having this conversation. Where can listeners find you and follow you? Um, I can be located at on Instagram at Surf Speaks and on Facebook at Surf Speaks. <laughs> um, I'm pretty consistent across the board with that. But uh, also I have a website that you can visit. 
and it's www.surfspeaks.com, www.surfspeaks.com. So I am Sophia M. Lewis, and I am Surf Speaks, though. Thank you so much for joining me. And listeners, thank you once again for tuning into another episode of the Somatic Human Design Podcast. As always, please rate, review, and share. You never know who needs to hear the message. We will see you each Wednesday. And I'm being much more consistent than that, but I'll see you next Wednesday for another episode of the Somatic Human Design Podcast. Thanks. Okay, I want to say thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Somatic Human Design Podcast. When I record and release an episode, I am making the active choice to be seen, to be vulnerable. I am doing what lights me up each time. So each time you make the active choice to listen, you are choosing to join me to be seen as well. Make sure you're checking in with me each week on Wednesday. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at Somatic Human Design so that we can connect. Send me a message. Share with me what you are doing that lights you up. I welcome it.